Okay. <laughs> well, hello and welcome back to Ice Bloomers and my typical messy intro. I think they're constructing outside. If you hear constructing noises, I'm very sorry. I think they're doing work outside of the, the house. Anyways, a special welcome to season two and I'm your host, Bianca Hartwig, and today I'm joined with a special guest for the first episode of season two. And today we will be talking about inclusion in Iceland, in Iceland, the politics side. I know politician isn't normally something people want to talk about or don't get into, but in this case it is necessary. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you for having me today with you on your podcast. Um, and yes, I've been listening to quite a few of your podcasts in the past, and it has been very interesting to hear uh, about you and the people who we have been interviewing about their lives here and about the diversity and about what they have been um, experiencing in Iceland or, or as a young person living here in Iceland in general and the difficulties sometimes they face. Well, um, I'm Cambodian. I've been living here in Iceland for the past 20 years now. And I moved here, um, of course, 20 years ago, the year 2000. And that was the time when there were not so many foreigners here. And as an Asian here, there were not so many Asians uh, as well. And um, well, the Asians here were mainly the Filipinos and the Thais. And there were hardly anyone from any other countries. But after being here for the past 20 years, now you have all kinds of foreigners, you have the Polish, you have the Eastern Europeans, and, and you even have people of African origins too. So what we have been seeing now is not just the Asian community, but the, you know, the North American, South American community and the African community as well. So what we have now is another um, society. It's a more diversified society versus the, um, you know, just the, uh, the you know, the the Asian society when I be moved here and what we have been seeing now as well is we have all kinds of different food and different cultures um, you know and you can almost get anything here in Iceland so so it's quite good to live in Iceland today comparing to 20 years ago um, we can find all kinds of food here and and but the, the thing that I'm not still used to being here in Iceland is of course the wind it's still oh very gosh. windy yeah it's um everyone knows yeah. that you can never get used to the wind and um, I actually had an interview a few days ago with Manvit mm-hmm. uh, Manleaf and um the the title of Manleaf about me was that I'm still not used to the wind and to the <laughs> darkness which is so true uh, I can never get too used to the darkness but on the other hand I mean like staying here over the winter time offers mm-hmm different things that other countries can't offer which is the coziness which is the the candlelight that you you Mm -hmm. know you can have and you sleep really well in winter exactly you sleep deeper and versus summer and then of course in summer you you're just more active and everything so so yeah um yeah i'm here now um welcome thank (laughs) you i'm not really welcome you've been here longer than i have i think but yeah i definitely understand you in a way i mean when i moved here in I don't know what year I moved here, but definitely, I think it was like six years ago. There was not many like people like me, like mixed people, especially here in Iceland. I'm still waiting for a Jamaican restaurant to open here because I do miss my Jamaican food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there still aren't that many stores that, or hardly any stores I can go to and get like Jamaican food. Oh, okay. But um, you know Patience, her shop, Afrozone, uh-huh. that's the only shop I can go to and get my jerk seasoning and stuff uh-huh. like that to make my food. But yeah. I'd love to have a restaurant, you know, because they have a lot of like, you know, different Thai and Asian restaurants here. But but you don't have so many of those um, South American, uh, Caribbean tastes. Not yet, I think not so. Not yet. 
yeah. hopefully up and coming because I would love to have a Jamaican restaurant uh, so I can go and get my recipes. Maybe you can open one in a few in in the future. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Put my my cooking skills to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely nice to have you on the podcast and everything. Yeah. So Danith is into politics. She is yeah. running for Midflockwood. Yep. Yeah. So how long have you been in politics and what made you start? Well, um, I don't think I really have the time limit on when I really started um, being involved, at least in Icelandic politics. Um, I grew up in a family that um, that is a very um, that's very involved in politics. So there was not a day that we didn't talk about politics. I mean, it's just part of the, the day and we and watching the TV in the evenings and then talking about what is going on in on the international arena and everything like that. That has always been in my um, upbringing. But since I moved here, um, I started to, to, you know, it started quite, how do you say, in small steps because when I first came here, I didn't really understand Icelandic. So I have had to just like, you know, read um, MBL or Visa or whatever it is with my broken Icelandic in the start. And then, you know, everything was so different. So I couldn't say I was very interested in the beginning, but then with time and with everything, then I, be- I started to actually form quite my own views and everything so I can't remember the time limit but I think it's been quite a long time and I was I was I always believed in a few things that I you know that I really believed in um, and stuff like that so so it was I think at least 2017 that I started to vote for Miflokur and Miflokur is actually um, translated to the center party which is not a leftist or not a um, rightist um um, party either and that's one of the reasons why I joined them and besides that um, there were many other reasons as well because um, I went to one of these meetings um, held by Sigmund David um, he was actually the former um, Prime Minister of Iceland too and what I noticed from him and the main reason why I joined the party was that um, he actually spoke um, and he he what he promised he delivered mm-hmm. um, and in some ways we as individuals we can never always be um you know we can never be some mola all the time yeah um, like um so when it that? comes to translating i sound like on the spot then i'm not good at so i know i know the word in english i know um samola agree, to agree. Yeah. we we can never agree to everything you know we have our own personal views and mm-hmm. everything and that also happens between people in one party but what I know with um, with Miflokur is that it's a party that dares to talk about issues that no one else dares to talk about, mm-hmm. even though it could be very debatable. Um, it could be inflatable sometimes, but we dare to talk about it, and and it could be sometimes difficult to hear. Um, um, you know, Sanleka, which is the, the truth. The truth, but it's necessary to hear one. And mm-hmm. what I noticed with Miflokur before joining them is um, they actually delivered the promise they made. Mm-hmm. And one of them was actually about um, not joining the EU. Um, I'm actually a very pro-EU person, but but when Simon Tadad said he's not into joining the EU, um, mm-hmm. which I was quite unhappy about, mm-hmm. but he actually um, delivered the promise by you know by um, you know yeah by taking the. Uh, is like um, you know the application yeah. to the EU back and. And uh, th- then I noticed that okay, well, I don't like that. What what what's being done? But he del- delivered his promise. So this mm-hmm. is what I 
want people um, from politicians, someone to deliver the promise, even though I might not like it. So that's the reason why I joined Mayflocker. And, and Mayflocker is also a party that, um, that has many, that deals with the outcomes and has, um, has how do you say, it looks into the roots of the problems and not just like come with, you know, um, popular slogans or, or act mm-hmm. like a populist country, um, you know, party. So, so yeah, it's, uh, we are living into very exciting times and this is my first time to, to actually run for a, um, a seat in the parliament. I'm actually on the second of um, the list of Miflokur in the south. Um, uh, Reykjavik South because Reykjavik is divided into the north and south constituency and I'm in the mm-hmm. southern part and I am on the second part so uh, second of the list of Mirflokur so so yes the um, the election is on the 25th so um, there are many things that um, we are trying to to do um, these few days um, before the elections come in and of course we're trying to meet up with many people and um, and if and see if there's anything that people would like to, you know, to change or to mm-hmm. see change. Then of course we are very um, welcoming to, to hear from from everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sounds definitely exciting. Like what you're getting into and what you're doing, and definitely congratulations for you know going into politics. I mean, I'm just 19. I just turned 19, so I'm just getting into like the politics stuff like that. Because obviously, being you know younger than 18, you hear about politics, but you never into politics you don't really sit around the table when the adults are talking about politics Mm -hmm. but growing up you do realize that you know making a vote does actually have a big impact and it's great to like you know actually grow up and like you get to look at all these different people and get to vote for people and you know you kind of have an impact in yeah you know which way the country goes and i oh yeah Uh, for sure for sure because like um as a foreigner here in iceland i also noticed that um there are many issues that touches us as foreigners like Mm -hmm. people foreign origin and um, since um, it touches us, there are many things that could be done, that could be changed. And I noticed that since um, there are many things that could be changed, then there's no one else as good as me as an agent for change. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, you know, um, changing issues that concerns us of foreign origins, of course. Yeah. So I thought that, you know, okay, um, if we're not happy about something, mm-hmm. anything that is, we either try to change it or we shouldn't complain. So... Mm-hmm. So my um my philosophy is that okay if I want to change then I better change yeah so so this is where I am because I'm a person of foreign origin so of course my um my hjartans uh, mål is of course to to do better for us um, living here in Iceland but of course there are other issues as well that concerns everyone no matter where you're from you know uh, no matter um who you are because we all share the same you know. Uh, the same issues as someone living in this society so my idea is to of course you know contribute to the society and make changes when i still can mm-hmm. and um yes and i really look forward to to changing and making the society better of course yeah i mean that's why i got into like the Ireland magazine and did this podcast because i definitely agree on what you you're talking about like i mm-hmm. felt it wasn't quite right that when i came to iceland i got you know treated differently because I look different so I decided to make a platform where people like me could oh yeah talk about that yeah and on that topic do you feel like Icelanders and people in general here in Iceland have equal rights mm, well it's a it's a quite 
big question in itself. Um, yes, in equal in general, we do have equal rights. I mean, we have the you know the basic equal rights to everything, like for example, to health and then to go to school and you know to enjoy certain stuff. Yes, of course, you know because this is for everyone. For who it doesn't really matter, even if you are if you have an Icelandic nationality or just someone living here, because you can still go to a doctor. And use the same, you know, services, or you can still go to school and use the same services on a, you know, on a equal basis. But on the other hand, there are many things that really needs to be changed, that really needs to to be looked into. Like for example, um, a foreigner who has been living here for many years um, might, for example, have to work um, work more than uh, the locals here. For example, so as an example. This one foreigner who was actually in his job and doing a two persons or maybe doing a 1.5, whatever that um, percentage is, mm-hmm. he's doing that job. While whereas um, a local here would be just doing one person's job mm-hmm. or two people doing two persons job, but here the the um, the foreign origin here would be doing the two persons job and then getting paid for just one salary, which is mm-hmm. which is not to, which is not a just thing. So. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then in terms of salary as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, foreign origins won't get as met, as much money as a local would do. And then, of course, you know, when it comes to getting jobs and, you know, realizing job opportunities and mm-hmm. doing the same contacts and everything, you see quite a lot of difference. Yeah. So, for example, if you were to look for um, job opportunities, I mean, like, um, there are quite a lot of instances where someone of foreign origin would actually work for a lesser, um, a, a lesser skilled job, as whereas an Icelander or a local, um, he would be doing equivalent to his skills. So, so this is an issue that really needs to be changed as well, and most of it is because of the Icelandic um, language skills. Um, mm-hmm. That is what is being said, you know, the, the reasons why foreigners don't get the same jobs or same qualifications is because they don't speak the language. But on the other hand, we also notice that even though when you have spoken the language, yeah. as good as you could go or as close to a local as you can go, you can still not really get to the same job qualifications. Yeah, I find that very true since, I mean, yeah. I've been trying to get a job at some places and I see that they will hire somebody maybe that not experiences me mm-hmm. and I'm wondering like why but then I realize oh maybe because they might be Icelandic and speak fluent Icelandic I mean I do speak fluent Icelandic but yeah you are like a local but, yeah. you just mix I mean I'm born here so I mean mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. for some reason I'm still seen as like a so-called outsider and I'm, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not saying that Icelanders and Ice in general is definitely not like you know equal for everybody I mean there are certain points like you said yeah. that the, you know they're equal with everything but I mean for example Mm-hmm. When I moved here, I think when I moved here is definitely when I experienced like everything. It's like kind of like a truck hit me. Yeah. Like, different, all these like racial things hit me, and I like never experienced them before. And, yeah, like, it's like cold I'm, water. Yeah. Ah. So like when I moved here, I mean I have millions of stories, but yeah. Ah. So like there was this one girl that um came to Iceland same time as me, mm-hmm. and she is I don't can't remember exactly which country she's from, but she is a, a refugee, mm-hmm. and then me an Icelander coming back. To to my country mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I saw that Icelandic born yeah. yeah I actually for some reason I actually got less opportunities than her I, it was harder for me to 
mm-hmm. get time to like have a teacher to sit down with me and teach me Icelandic rather than okay, they yeah. went and straight away helped her to speak Icelandic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is what we're talking about. It's about equal opportunities. So mm-hmm. people of foreign origins don't really get um, the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then there are also many cases, like you just mentioned, the um, refugee cases versus um, someone who's coming back into the Iceland society who's actually Icelander mm-hmm. but just has been living outside. They can't really even get the same rights or the same yeah. opportunities as someone who has been or who, who is part of the refugee program so that in itself is also something quite questionable as well so so yes there are many issues in this society that relates to equal opportunities so yeah. we we as a society we are not offering equal opportunities to all so yeah. this is something that I would like to change uh, of course um, and but of course, um, I would like to change for the you know for people of foreign origin. But then, of course, there are also many other groups of people who also has this problem too. Yeah. I mean, like you, for instance, you were coming back to Iceland, and you can't even have the same opportunity mm-hmm. versus someone else who just comes in with some program. Yeah. And then we also see, like for example, other groups such as um, Urrkia. Um, yeah, uh, um, disability. Yeah, disability. It's and or the people, the elderly people as well. They don't mm-hmm. always get the same opportunity as well. Just for an instance, um, an elderly who is actually seventy-two or seventy years old, and he's mm-hmm. um he's still young enough to work, and he's still very healthy. Mm-hmm. But the problem why he can't really work is because of the tax system. Oh. So what happens is that here, um, you get money from uh, the Icelandic Trygingastofnen, uh, which is the Icelandic uh, social. Uh, Social services. Social services. Yeah. So what happens is that um, there's a system where um, you know eight multi anum where if you work for one krona, um, mm-hmm. then you get um, lesser one krona. So that is not motivating people to work, and actually, uh, in itself, makes people or the elderly also poorer because mm-hmm. um, you know that the elderly people people have different financial um how do you say um problems or yeah. some people still have financial problems at this age at this you know 60s or 70s and and for people who are not um financially strong they should be able to work but with this present system for example um they're not allowed to work and help themselves out so what happens is that these elderly are still in the um are still in the faltagnagildr still you know in this um you call it poverty trap yeah. they can't help themselves so we as Miflocker for example we would like to um, to um, focus on that the elderly can actually have the same opportunity to work as any other young person mm-hmm. if you want to work and if you're still healthy enough so so that is also where the equal opportunity comes in uh, and then of course um, we have for example um, other issues as well you know when it comes to you know equal opportunities you know so so there are many things that we can do in society. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in terms of welfare, in terms of taxes and, and everything. I mean, we definitely, like, I think just ch- society is just changing in a way. And there's a lot of things that need to be, you know, dusted off and fixed and stuff like that. Yeah. And in a society that we, uh, foc- where we can focus on uh, democracy, um, I think that um, for us people of foreign origins of course mm-hmm. the more we um, take part in our society the better we can um, you know we can do something for the society for the, you know as long as we can use our rights and, and take part then we are actually taking part in democracy so so I really um, would like to see more people take part in you know 
you know in shaping our society and this also goes Definitely. to young people too and mm -hmm. what we are thinking today is that young people are not interested enough mm -hmm. in um, in politics so which is um which is a trend which is not good because yeah. we see that young people are not voting as they should be voting mm -hmm. and they are not uh, politically active so this is something that um, i would like to see more because having the right to vote is not something very um Shalsa, uh, very. Uh, oh, of course, that word. Um, uh, it's not something that you always have. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a, it's yeah, it's not a guaranteed not right always. So we don't always have that in all the in all countries in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, we should really, you know, take care of our rights. So by exercising our voting right, it's also, you know, um, uh, how do you say, um, celebrating our rights. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, and also taking part in politics and shaping our society. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, young people should definitely vote. And that's, like, why I want you on my podcast. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, for example, you, what if you break your leg and, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really work? Oh, yeah. And then you don't have equal rights because, you know, uh -huh. maybe the government is looking after some people more than others. I oh, think yeah. that's why mm -hmm. I'm... So, that's why I like what you're doing. Because you're mm -hmm. looking at equal rights and you're not only looking out for just people like you or just Icelanders, you're looking out for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, because you know when you talk about equal opportunities and equal mm -hmm. rights, it's it's not just you know some someone or foreign or anything. It could be yeah. just anyone in the society, you know. Just for an example, you know, um of course equal opportunity should be for anyone, uh, you know, um it shouldn't depend on how where you're born and to what family as well. So so, for example, having equal opportunities to um, uh, to to get jobs and to get stuff is not always guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, and this also happens to almost anyone. I mean, yeah. like to to also to the locals too, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is something that we should really look into. I mean, like, and then of course, you know, we would like to see a society that's more just. Yeah. And uh, and more um, fair as well. So in order to have the society as a fair society and a social welfare society, we should of mm -hmm. course like try to to move all these groups up so that they can enjoy like you know more um, uh, like you know justif yeah, justice justice yeah, yeah among themselves yeah. So that's why I wanted to join um, to join politics and then of course Miflockers because that's what I mm -hmm. think about. This is a this is a um, party that looks into, for example, into the outcomes, and it actually looks into the roots of problems. So, for example, just as an, um, just uh, as a point of interest, for example, the COVID today, the mm -hmm. reasons why the Icelandic society is always closing or mm -hmm. opening up with this COVID system is just because, um, because, um, because the government is afraid about the how do you say um, the leurimi, which is the the room. That you know, you don't have enough space at the hospital. So Iceland, yeah. comparing to other OECD countries and comparing mm -hmm. to this, um, um, to other developed countries, we have a very very low rate of um, you know, rooms um per thousand people. Yeah. So for example, in Germany, you have um five rooms per one thousand people. Mm -hmm. Here in Iceland, we have two point nine or two point six, I think I don't rem remember towards 1000 and that's very low comparing to other developing countries yeah and we are supposed to be a nordic social welfare countries whereas the nordic countries has a higher rate of um like you know rooms uh, per, per sick pe you know rooms per um 
sick people. So, mm-hmm. so that's the reason why the you know the government has had to close up all what is going on in society. So, so if the government has had um, has taken more care of the um, health um, industry or the health gate, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe we would not have to close the society up like it has we have been doing. So. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then for example, we also have many other problems. Also, with um, just as an example, Iceland is a very high tax country, right? Mm-hmm. So for new, uh, new, um, uh, how to say, uh, new companies who are coming in, and for people who would like to establish new, uh, new entities and have their own um, companies and have businesses, it doesn't always help them to to want to have new business because of the tax. The tax is very high. Yeah. So we as a Mifloker, we for example would like to give um, new companies um, a how do you say a like a one year of um, where you don't really need to um, to pay uh, the you know taking account or the ins- the so called insurance uh, mm, wow. thing like at least because you mm-hmm. know that when you're starting off your company you don't yeah. have so much of these financials to to pay yourself or to pay anyone so it's definitely a benefit yeah yeah definitely a very big benefit and then mm-hmm. just um just as an uh, for example when you run your own company here sometimes running a small company mm-hmm. is as complicated as running a big company so yeah. you running a zero to ten person company mm-hmm. has the same regulation and the same um as you would be running a big company and you are just doing everything while a big company has their own you know all, all these um departments doing different stuff for you so it, it doesn't really help to to make all these um people want to to know you know, to start off their own company and stuff like that so as in terms of the young people for example because yeah. we are still young thank god <laughs> and uh, you know the most um we actually um accumulate um how do you say um wealth the the only way we can accumulate wealth is through um owning your own um housing of course um so what we as um the center part the mirflocker would like to see is that young people mm-hmm. are able to own their own housing but the problem we have today in the Iceland society is that um, the uh, the pricing is very very high, oh, yeah, it is. and gosh. it's getting more and more difficult for the young people to actually save up for the equity part, which is yeah. the ten or twenty percent. And it, you know, unless you have a rich enough parent, mm-hmm. then you can. You, it could be a very big, yeah, thing for you to to actually save up for the ten fifty twenty percent. Yeah, I mean, I I can definitely agree with that. I mean, I moved out at eighteen. Uh, on my own you know I obviously moved out with my boyfriend but you know without my parents help my mum she didn't really like she was there to help me but not in like the financial way she mm-hmm. just because it was my decision I wanted to do it so I just did everything financially with the help of my boyfriend mm-hmm. and it's, it's definitely much more than you would think oh, and yeah. definitely now since we're we're planning on moving. Oh it, yeah. gosh, it is it is expensive to rent. So I mean, it's expensive to rent, mm-hmm. and when you're renting, it's very expensive to actually save up for the yeah. the equity part of the housing. So what we as a party, what we would like to do is, uh, we would like to to see more housing, uh, on the housing market, which is more affordable definitely. for the young I people. So, so we should have at least um different price choices and price ranges for them. So. So in Reykjavik, for example, you will see apartments costing about 50 million Icelandic kronas mm-hmm. on average, which is yeah. like a two 
bedroom apartment, right? Yeah, I mean, looking at like places as we're moving, looking at different places, and you know, obviously that's one of the things when you're looking mm. for a new place, you're browsing all these different websites, and sometimes I just find it so shocking to see a place that's maybe mm. like a studio. Oh yeah. And it's like two hundred thousand a month, and it's just like what but it's, yeah. like, it's like a small bedroom and it's just yeah. like it's unbelievable sometimes and, and it's it's too expensive so it's expensive to rent and expensive to buy yeah so what we as a as a party what we want to see is that we want to see more um, um how do you say uh loadage which is uh, uh oh gosh the funny thing is the word comes into my head in English and then it just goes automatically away and I'm just used to speaking an Icelandic so when I speak yeah. in English then I can't really find the word yeah as soon as I'm not talking to my mom I just speak Icelandic so when I have to speak English it's just like it's yeah, just gone yeah you too yeah. and then it's just switching to English no what we would like to see is more of this um lots of um, yeah it's not you don't call it soil do you it's just like the just like lots of like lots of where you construction yeah construction yeah so we would like to see more constructed um piece of land yes yeah. land's the word land. there you go where um because here in Reykjavik we have so many land you know we don't need to put all these um new constructed housing just in um 101 here in downtown Reykjavik we mm-hmm. still have lots of land left in Reykjavik that's not the problem but it's just a problem that they are not um, planning it fast enough and they're not planning it, you know, where it should be cheaper. They just want to plan it downtown. And the problem with that is, um, you know, the city government um, actually gets most of the money from the tax and that's mm-hmm. the housing tax, right? So, and the housing tax is actually, in, uh, you know, um, related to the marketing, co- uh, marketing price of the housing. So, so the higher the housing price, yeah. the more tax you pay. And the more near, uh, nearer to downtown, of course, mm-hmm. then the higher tax they would get. Yeah. So that is the motivation of the city government, which is a very bad thing for the young people because um, then they cannot afford the house. And then, they are not, and then the city government is not planning the construction land, you know, in another place that could be of better pricing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we also see, you know, <laughs> the city government not motivated on the right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see that. I mean, I live downtown and it is expensive to live here oh, and yeah. everywhere near here. And I just find it so funny to look at places that are, that would like cost what, I think 300,000 here downtown. Yeah. And then maybe in Selfos will cost like 160,000 yeah. a month. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like such... Twice. Yeah. Such yeah. a big difference. And it's too much a big difference. But then mm-hmm. of course, on the other hand, we have to see that most of the jobs are here in Reykjavik yeah. areas. So... In, you know it would be more um you also pollute lesser if you live closer to here too i mean like if the pricing were better then people would of course choose to live around Reykjavik area than having to go so far and travel exactly. one hour mm-hmm. so this is something that we are um we would like to see change of course you know that's great to hear yeah uh, one quick thing that i have to say i it dropped out of my head when we were talking about complaining and stuff like that and just i just remembered it now but mm-hmm. when it comes to you know young people voting yeah. there's always young people you know complaining about how society is mm-hmm. but i mean that's a reason to vote because you can look at these different parties and be oh, like yeah. okay this is what i believe in i think this should change so why not go and vote for them so i definitely believe like if you're a young person listening to this oh, use yeah. your voting rights and instead of complaining on the internet or oh yeah on tiktok or something like talking yeah. about how you want society to change exactly just, you can do it i mean it's not that hard 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like really go to go to the um um how do you say the voting um, places where you can vote and don't don't wait until the twenty fifth of September to vote. Mm -hmm. You can start going today and um you can vote in Smaurelin or in in Greenland. Um, and it doesn't matter for who you vote as long as you vote and as long as you exercise the right, then you're taking part in exactly into society, and that's the most uh, important one. And there's one more thing that I would like to add to it is that we as a foreign um group. Um, I know that foreigners of foreign origin or Icelanders of foreign origins don't always vote. So we don't really know why the reason is. Is it because we as foreigners think that we can't really shape the society or is it because no one is really talking about the the issues that concern, you know, foreigners of, you know, Iceland of foreign uh, origin. But um, if anyone is listening to me, I will, I am the agent for, um, for, you know, for uh, Icelanders of foreign, you know, uh, origins here. So... So I as also as an Asian, um, this is um, it, it's a how do you say it's a position that I would like to use um, to, you know, for us foreigners in general, not mm -hmm. only as an Asian but you know as an agent for us all foreigners. So and I also know that as a foreigner, as a foreign agent, I'm the best one who to talk about this issue versus mm -hmm. anyone else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, mm -hmm. I agree with everything you're saying and I'm not just saying that because you know my mum. <laughs> no, I definitely believe in like what, what you're talking about and I think that's definitely, I mean, don't take this podcast as where it's like, you know, trying to convince you to vote for Midfrog. No, mean, no, it's just, just as long as you exercise it. Ex that's exercise good your rights already. and, you know, vote yeah. for what you believe in. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. I believe in 100% what you're saying about, you know, complaining. I hear it a lot about, mm -hmm. you know, stuff from my generation. I, I was one always, of them as well. Yeah. I was always complaining all day long. people and yeah. everybody in general, I hear it a lot. It's like one of the biggest things yeah. about society. Everybody's complaining. Well, oh, yeah. You can actually, you know, just exercise yeah. your rights and you could change that I mean. yeah yeah and don't think that you can't change don't think that just because the society has been like that for the past whatever x years and that you can't do anything but but yes you can do because every lit little vote mm -hmm. does make a change exactly so exactly. yeah go on I mean, and vote it's like you were saying that you always voted for Mirflocker and look at you now yeah I, I, I mean, of yeah. course voted for others as well in the beginning yeah. because Miflockers did 2017 um, it was established 2017 but mm -hmm. but of course this is the the party that is focusing on the um, um, on the roots of the problem so for example just an example we know that people are always talking about climate change every yeah. day right which is true because we have been seeing more extreme weather nowadays we've been seeing floods um, or we've been seeing you know more windy um, temperatures mm -hmm. Iceland is also getting more windy as well but um, of course people say that Iceland is polluting a lot when it comes to um, to to per person you know um, headcount mm -hmm. um, and then you have to look about that when you say Iceland is actually polluting a lot per person count how do you actually measure that are you measuring it because Iceland has lesser green on Iceland because Iceland of course has lesser green compared to Norway or Finland yeah. because it's not a tree country right so mm -hmm. if you take into account the trees and of course Iceland would pollute more mm -hmm. so in this from this point of view you're not using the right measurement for the country right yeah so for example Iceland uses lots of green energy and it's very very sustainable so one of the biggest industry here is actually the um, aluminum processing uh, smelters so mm -hmm. we have quite a few uh, smelters and we know that people are not happy with this um, smelters because they say it's a polluting um, a factory or whatever it is and, and stuff like that but actually our energy that we're using geothermal energy is very green and mm -hmm. it couldn't go greener yeah so even though you're against that um, 
that um, industry, the, mm-hmm. um, the aluminum industry, doesn't mean that the aluminum industry, even if you close all the aluminum plants here, it doesn't mean they will disappear. It will just open in another country, right? Yeah. So, I mean, someone would always do that. I mean, if we don't do that. So what would happen is that um, other countries would use other forms of energy, which is much more polluting mm-hmm. than Iceland energy. So so people kind of forget the the dynamics when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, um, how do you say, comparing, you mm-hmm. know. So it even though if we go extremely green, if we go just with battery, um, Tesla and everything, doesn't mean that the whole world would would not pollute but what we should do is we should have as much of the um we should utilize our geothermal as much as we can because by mm-hmm. utilizing it we're actually saving the world from polluting so that's what we kind of uh, implement you know yeah yeah i definitely think that iceland is quite a sustainable country since i mean there's a lot of people here in iceland that are always recycling oh yeah i mean when living in england there is like it's a mandatory to recycle unless the mm-hmm. bin man is not going to take your your rubbish but here yeah. in iceland it's just like a thing that's just normal in place oh, yeah. in here like yeah. it's amazing to see that you can just go into like maybe a school or somewhere and they have like bins for everything yeah yeah so yeah. like when people are talking about you know how iceland isn't that sustainable i just i quite find it funny because yeah, iceland is very very green it's yeah. as green as you can go i mean yeah. like uh, especially in these modern times oh yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah so we are actually doing very well when you're comparing us to um so it's always like this when you do comparisons what how do you compare it mm-hmm. so um i mean like we as a party of course we always focus on the roots of the problem yeah and uh, compare it to the right things like if you compare apple you should compare apple to an apple not apple to an orange so that's what yeah. we we're thinking about yeah definitely so yeah the last topic um before we run out of time since you're going into politics what is something that you're going to bring to the table oh there's so many things that i can think about like i would think about for example um when it comes to primary school education Mm -hmm. i would like to see it decreased from 10 years to nine years oh wow because um i think you what you could do is um we could have more of a um some felt you know more um you know do you see that in Iceland we have 10 years of primary school and then when it comes to high school we have mm-hmm. three years it used to be four years what I think is that we should have um, actually um, um, decreased the number of years in primary school and have the mentor school which is the high school four years mm-hmm. instead of the three years so so this is what I would like to um, you know focus on and then of course for example in terms of health in Iceland you know um, we have a very long waiting list some waiting list is about three to six months so so what happens is that um, this is not very you know even though you're on a waiting list for that long it doesn't mean your disease goes away you're still yeah. you're still there mm-hmm. so so what we would like to see is um, for example there are many things that you could do before you can actually get sick mm-hmm. so here I'm talking about um, uh, it's like we should go to checks more, more often. often yeah so we can actually um how do you say pre you know oh yeah like uh prepare ourselves yeah 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 we can prepare <coughs> ourselves before we can get actually sick so yeah. in iceland we really need a lot of um how do you say working on you know on preparation and on mm-hmm. ch- pre-checks before we can actually just you know here we're just trying to like you know um to cure we're more into curing than the pre um uh, just a pre-assessment stage yeah. 
I think that's definitely true. I personally think that the healthcare system in Iceland definitely needs like a check up themselves because, mm-hmm. I mean, in England it's just so different compared to here. You see it definitely like so much. Like, okay. like for example, the other day I had like really bad tonsillitis, and I've had uh-huh. tonsillitis since I was younger. I would always uh-huh. get it whenever like the weather's changing. Yeah. yeah, I would get really bad tonsillitis, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just because of COVID or I don't know what was going on, but. I called um, Heilsegisla, mm. the local doctor, and I was like, I have really bad tonsillitis, like, can I come in to get a check? And they're so, like, no, you sound like you have COVID, please, can you not ring again, and you're not allowed to come in? And I was just like... But how would you cure yourself then? But what? And they're like... And then I called again, because I was like, I, I mean, you it's not COVID, yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's tonsillitis, I couldn't speak, mm. I was coughing, like, my voice, <laughs> oh, my, yeah. like, my th- voice and my throat was just like, oh, gosh... And yeah, I mean, like, there's just like one thing, for example, and then I went to go to another doctor mm-hmm. and I was on a waiting list and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, why am I on a waiting list? And mm-hmm. what happens if something like, you know, bad happens? Like, God, thank God that nothing happened. Oh, I, yeah, just, I dealt God. with it at yeah. home, yeah. called my mum. So, so, for example, in Iceland, I mean, like, if you, in terms of cancer and mm-hmm. cancer pre-checks and when it comes to breast cancer or uh, what do you call it, uterus cancer, for example? Yeah. I think it's been changed to five years of, um, you know, where you can go and take a look if you're okay or not okay. And that's too long. Mm-hmm. So and there are many other diseases besides cancer. So in general, we should actually have the right just to go and do pre-checks. Like, um, and what we as a party say, we would like to have pre-checks three years, every three years. Yeah. And just to let you know, we go and do our checks on our cars every year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like we are taking care of our cars even much More better than, than us. Yeah. So oh that's <laughs> that's something very you know. Mm-hmm. it's not right right so definitely. I think three years is definitely better than five years oh yeah so we're trying years, to get something at it, least it yeah. doesn't sound like a lot on paper but when oh, you yeah. live those five years it's quite much more than you think so. oh yeah oh yeah so yeah. this is something that we want to really fight for you know so mm-hmm. yeah um, just not only curing but you know the you know the pre part of the whole thing yeah definitely yeah. sounds great yeah so do you have anything more that you'd like to touch on Actually, we can talk for the whole day, but I guess we have to end it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like that with every episode. I can just go on and on. But oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what part twos are for. And I yeah. mean, I definitely love to have you on a part two possibly in the future if you have Super. any more to talk about. Okay. I mean, after this, we'll definitely sit down and chat. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe I'll bring my mum in. That would be nice. That could be interesting. Oh, yeah. Have my mum on the podcast and we talk about Or we something. can also even have like a group of different people and doing just like yeah. a platform and just doing like a... That could sound fun as well. Oh, yeah, Definitely. especially. And, you know, do, like, a real platform, like, you mm-hmm. know, and, and everyone just, like, very, uh, how do you say it? Like a debate. A debate, yeah. yeah. That's actually very healthy then, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Well, thank yeah. you once again for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's really fun to, to speak to you. Yeah, Bianca. it was definitely fun to hear what you have to say and have you on the podcast. And yeah. I believe everybody's going to listen to this, going to enjoy it. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, nice to, to come to you. Thank you. So yeah, follow Ice Bloomers on Anchor, Spotify, Instagram and our other streaming platforms and don't forget to follow us on Instagram like I said so you don't miss out on future podcast episodes and yeah, the latest updates. And thank you everybody for listening and thank you once again for being on the podcast. Thank you.